Welcome to the Sawira podcast. My name is Amgelo Mbikene Kapanen and joining me is Dr. Faith Mkwesha, the founder and director of Sawira Africa International. Now, as a point of departure, Dr. Mkwesha, won't you please tell us a little bit about what Sawira is and what is the concept of Sawirahood? Yeah, um, Sawira is um, it's a it's a word um, from the Shona culture. It's a noun, um, which means that you meet a stranger, you don't know each other. Sometimes you have never met, um, and then out of mutual recognition or mutual liking, uh, you find ways to know each other and you develop a relationship um, kind of what in the Eurocentric would say friend but this this is more than friendship that's what develops um, and the difference with them with, is that it doesn't have uh, to be gender specific it's not racial it is not class um, or sexuality it transcends all boundaries or identities that we have constructed um, it is important in the sense that um, it is based on the uh, our concepts of Ubuntu our values of Ubuntu you recognize the humanity of the other and then out of mutual interest you develop a relationship um, the relationship actually grows um, in the sense that um, it develops and then you include your families and then you have a family ritual where you brew beer to welcome this other family as part of your family as well and the, yeah and the important thing is that uh, this sawira is the one who has um, the power and authority to talk about whatever problems you might have in each other's family. There's no fear of saying, um, I can't say this. So it's a very important relationship uh, that even my children, if they have problems, they'll come to you as my sawira. They can tell you the problems they have. Um, and you can come to me and talk to me that, okay, your children have got these problems. Can you solve them? So you have that power and authority because of that relationship. Yes, yes. And what interests me is that you said earlier, Earlier on, that it's not even gender specific because initially I was thinking to myself, yeah, this has got something to do with women's solidarity. And you told me that no, it transcends gender. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, um, it's um, it's not. It transcends gender. You can be a sawira with a man. You when we it's not your boyfriend. It's not your husband. It's a sawira. You are, and you develop this relationship, and your your his family can also become part of your your family with your husband um, so it can transcend that it can be um, with someone who is not the same sexuality with you um, it can be someone who is totally of a different race I have some of my sawiras are white are white women and I also have sawiras who are white men so it transcends most of the constructed boundaries that we have why it is have that ability to transcend is that it is grounded in the African philosophy of Ubuntu Yes, yes. And why, Gogo, did you decide to name your organization, Sawira? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not like I had a conscious decision um, to name it. This is very interesting. Um, what happened is when I wanted to start an organization, I was really thinking at that point about women, uh, that I want to create a space where we can um, have um, black women and African women and immigrant women um, interact and do different kinds of uh, activities. I I'm also a black African uh, decolonial feminist so I was also interested in creating a feminist space that we can um, interact from a from a decolonial uh, perspective 
So then that concept just came because I grew up with, with my mother, Sawira. Uh, and when my mother died, the first person who was called was her, Sawira. And um, it was the Sawira way to end up telling us everything that ma- our mother said when she passed away um, and, and what she had been talking about. So that I realized that um, that's a, a, a very strong bond that um, our mother could communicate many of the things that she um, w- that this Sawira was now passing on to us that she had been told to pass on to us. Um, so then I just thought, okay, I, I want to create a space where women can come uh, and be create, develop these relationships um, that transcend all boundaries, that transcend race, that transcend gender, that transcend um, uh, sexuality. We want to break through these boundaries uh, through this space. So that's how, how I came to think about Sawira, that uh, we are going to create a community of Sawiras yes. uh, and we are, going, it's, we are also going to have that with men, with um, young people, with youth. That's why you see that at Sawira um, we have a project with youth, um, multiracial youth, um, and who are also uh, men and women. So it, it, it allows that. It's a concept that allowed me to do this kind of work. I saw that it can be a very inclusive Yes. space that does not discriminate yes. anyone. Yes. I'm fascinated. I was fascinated the first time you explained it to me because you were saying to me that you could meet a total stranger and still have that recognition of this is my Sawira. And then from that you're able to build community. Now, um, I've been reading a lot on, on various um, topics and one of the things I've been interested in is, is community and the importance of community. Now we live where we live in Finland and in Finland I think people have got their little spaces and they do their own thing. What is the value of community in the work that you do to you? You know, um, community is very important um, because I am am coming from an African-centered thinking. I'm from an Afrocentric thinking. Um, I'm also coming from a post-colonial, decolonial perspective. That is my my academic credentials always pop in even in my own um, community and activist life. So coming from this African-centered perspective, we are coming from this concept of Ubuntu. Um, you know, in, in our African um, philosophy of Ubuntu, um, community is very important. We understand that you can never be who you are alone. Uh, you are who you are in relation to others. So that's why Sawira, uh, which is grounded on Ubuntu, became the guiding philosophy of this organization. Yes, yes. And and it's beautiful how this concept has helped you shape and create an upcoming summit, which is the main reason why you and I are here. And it's on decolonizing the mind, healing the feminine, rebirth new perspectives, and recreate ourselves. How did this summit come about, if I may ask? What inspired it? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, it was inspired with the work I've been doing for so many years now. Um, that um, we're working with um, different groups of women, but uh, developing this specific summit was uh, birthed or came out of of um, uh, a workshop that uh, I organized with others, uh, which was about uh, healing the feminine. Um, it was a workshop that I organized in in the project that I was um, working with um, with um, with a group of um, um, women uh, from um, 
Gothenburg University, um, another university in um, Norway, and um, and um, Helsinki uh, Human Rights, I think. Um, so, and South Africa International was part of this project. Uh, the project was called. Um, I was called uh, feminist and queer solidarities beyond borders, um, uh, which which was really in, in the turning point for me to think about how to bring different kinds of uh, of people um, who are working as academics, as activists, as healers, as community leaders, or doing different kinds of things that they are doing uh, to 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 make this world a better place. Uh, that's where this whole concept was born from. That workshop, people really liked the workshop, yes. and many people reached out to me that this should be done again. Um, and then we thought, okay, instead of doing another small workshop, we do a global summit that is going to include all women. So now we are building this new platform that is going to connect the women from the global south and women from the global north um, so that they can uh, have conversations. But these are conversations that are going to be shaped or that are going to amplify the voices of African women in their agenda. Um, so, But we are going to be connecting with women from the from the global south from the um, from the west um so that we can work together and build relations and uh, build partnerships and do projects yes this to me also came as a surprise i was at that event at that feminist healing event and it was phenomenal and i found myself also hoping that there will be more of that nature because one it was rare for me to find myself in a space with people from such different walks of life because it wasn't just people from academia i come from the media field or the media i bring in the media component so there were people who were writers there were artists there were you know all kinds of women and i thought to myself there's been like so many gaps i felt that there's been gaps or there's been spaces between these women and, and between people based on whatever field we work in. What inspired you to include everybody from all walks of life? Why wasn't this just an academic offering? Yes, um, I think from the decolonial perspective, we are saying that we need to create inclusive spaces. Um, we need to have spaces, what we call third space, uh, where the academia, the, the activists, the different experts in their own fields, the community, the mothers, the healers, the, all the different kinds of people who have different kinds of knowledges can interact and we can produce holistic knowledge which is not um, broken, broken down into this discipline, this discipline. So um, that was, for me, um, the most important, that we want to create space that anybody can come and feel at home, whether you're coming from academia, whether you're coming from activism, whether you're coming from media, whether you're coming from the corporate, wherever you're coming, we want to create this space that is inclusive. The way we exist in our communities, uh, we exist together. And we learn from each other together. Actually, in the African concept, we have this idea that um, you learn from from life. Yes. So you learn from life from interacting with with others, with others yes. and different kinds of people in that life. So I am in the process of really thinking that we need to humanize academia. Academia is a, is a is an isolated place that is not very connected with the with the communities and the society that we are serving. So um, for me, I am a people centered. I'm a teacher. 
um, I was trained to be a teacher and that's what I'm expecting for more than 20 years I've been teaching in a university so I like to pass on knowledge to to direct it to everybody yeah. so this is space is going to allow us to do that it's a very unique space I have to add now let's go to the topic the actual topic of this global summit it's called decolonizing the mind healing the feminine rebirth new perspectives and recreate ourselves let's begin with decolonizing the mind I know this is your brainchild this is your area of expertise what do we mean about decolonizing the mind in our daily living now I'm asking from a layperson point of view because oftentimes when we listen or we read these um, words decolonizing the mind it, it sounds so far-fetched and so academic how does this translate to our everyday living yes to translate to our everyday living is very easy let's go back to the uh, reclaim some of our indigenous knowledge um, we can learn from our indigenous knowledge for example the simple thing that um, your neighbor's concerns are also your responsibility uh, the simple thing that when you work with somebody if they are with a problem you also um, support them if they are enjoy having something to celebrate you celebrate with them so um, um, for me I think for a lame from a layman's uh, point of view not going through the academic jargon, I would say decolonizing the mind is to try to unlearn some of the Eurocentric values that we have learned, um, which have come and then they have made us not appreciate even our own indigenous knowledges. I think you know what happened, um, um, the, 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 the Eurocentric modernity uh, when it was uh, unfolding. Um, our history had got, has got so many other um, negative things or bad things that have happened. For example, slavery, uh, colonialism, uh, they came with also education, which was meant to civilize everybody uh, so that everybody can become um, a, 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 a European in, in the sense of the Eurocentric um, values and traditions. But in the process, uh, there was this uh, loss loss of our own indigenous knowledge. So when we talk about decolonizing the mind, we are saying there are different ways of being in this world. There's not only one Eurocentric. There are different ways of being. There are different ways of organizing society. There are different ways of um, learning and knowing. So these different ways, let's see, revisit them. Let's see allow space that allows all the different ways to interact with each other and in the process of interacting with each other uh, we select the best and we evolve uh, when we are evolving into this higher higher consciousness we are evolving with different kinds of knowledges yes um, so i think in a layman's thing i can say that let's just try to see what whenever we are doing something why are we doing it if you find yourself a person becoming um, looking down on another person, try to understand why are you, is it about class? If it's about class, you think you're a higher class, why is it like that? If it's it about race, that okay, they are white or they are black, then you do, you are, you are racist to them. Why are you being uh, racist to them? So you, you think about that. If you are representing a black um, person or a black child, you think about why you are representing this child like that or like this. So it's about constantly reflecting 
on what we are, you are doing. Because I think decolonization really calls for constant reflection of what you do because of the conditioning that has happened to us over a long period of time. And it's everybody, most, most of the time there's this argument that, oh no, uh, for example, Finland, we were not colonizers, we were colonized. Mm -hmm. What happened during, during the development of colonial modernity is that it connected all of us. The books that are written in 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 the U.S. in the books that are written in Britain, we it connected all of us. The the, the material, the resources, um, the clothes, the cloth, um, the sugar, the from plantations, we all inter we got interconnected. I think you know we want to talk about the interconnectedness of being of yes, all of us. Yes. So because of that, we have a responsibility to to really think about some of the values or the ethics that we uh, we practice, or some of our practices, and constant reflection whether, why am I doing like this? Why did I choose to do like this? Is this good for, or is it not good every Absolutely. day? Absolutely. You've said so many things that I want to touch on. You said that it, it requires, to decolonize the mind, it requires that you have time for reflection, which is something that is not often um, available for everybody. Because I think earlier on when we were talking, we were talking about how sometimes it's difficult for you, for one to even hear themselves think, because we're so busy in everyday life dealing mm. with this and dealing with that. But now, how do we create space in our everyday life to be able to have time to reflect even? Okay, that's one question. <laughs> we can come back. <laughs> uh, unless you wanted to respond to it yeah, now. Yeah, I can respond to it now mm. because it's a very important question that um, we are always um, working hard. We have what we call grinding culture. The grinding culture is the capitalist culture that you must always be producing. You must always be working. Um, and we are constantly running to be produced. To, and um, and what, that's what is needed in all these jobs that we are. For example, in academia, you have to teach, you have to research, you have to write, you have to, but you are also a mother, you are also a, a sister, you are also a wife, you are also um, a neighbor, you are, also, you are many things. So how do you create this space to react, to, to reflect? Um, you, we, we have to be conscious about this. That's why I think this summit is very important because we are having different speakers who speak about different um, themes and different um, on different issues. That so that we can learn how to be silent some for a moment and learn to reflect. Um, and learn to think at the end of the day what you have done, um, the people you came in contact with. How did you show up in places? And how did you talk to others? How did you uh, engage with other people? So we need this time of reflection. We have to consciously create it. And I think the whole thing about this um, summit is that um, we learn about other different ways of being. Yes, yes. When we went to the, um, the feminist healing event last November, the one that was the, my introduction to this work, um, you showed us uh, a game that you used to play when you were in your younger years, and it's called, I think, Dudum Duri. Yes. And 
just now you alluded to the importance of reclaiming our knowledge, our indigenous knowledge, which we had and which we lived by prior to being colonized. How is it um, that we can bring back that knowledge and not make it Africa specific? Because I feel I felt like at that feminist healing event, we felt like we were benefiting from this game, which mm. is like your childhood game, which mm. you took for granted as yes. a child, you know? Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's very interesting because... Um, this is a game that we used to play, and it meant nothing uh, when we played it. But uh, when I started uh, going through some problems here in um, Finland, um, I went to psychologists, and the psychologist could not really understand when I talk about racism, when I talk about microaggression, when I talk about racial trauma. He could not really understand. Um, so I went back to thinking that the game that we started, we used to play, it just started playing in my brain the way it, it used to do, to do. Then I just started usually to see if I'm so stressed, I just start singing, and it was playing in my mind. Then I saw that, no, this thing is really calms me therapy. down. Yeah, it, it gives me therapy, it calms me down, um, it makes me feel like I am not alone. Um, I feel like the, that around the fire that would sing and play that game and talk what has happened and then um, go through the process that would go with my grandmother was happening, even though I, I'm alone, but I would feel like I have all that people I've, around me. I'm not wow. alone. So um, it's a concept that I'm also now in the process of trying to develop uh, because I, I see many people are saying that it, it was very useful for them. Um, I've actually been called some places to to teach that concept. <laughs> after <laughs> so, that event. Yeah, after that event, you can see. <laughs> so in the in, in university, to be yes. called to teach by professors. So that's how you can see that our indigenous knowledge it's, it has a lot of value. I was going to say, and what does that say about our indigenous knowledge, which we may have been taking for granted? Exactly, exactly. And this is why also this is a global summit is going to be good for people uh, because we have mm, indigenous uh, knowledge keepers who are going to speak to us at this conference, um, at this summit. So um, it's going to be very um, educational for indigenous knowledges as yes. well. And uh, you said, how can this be useful for other people, not Africans only? I think that's where the, the, the importance of bringing this knowledge together from different perspectives allows us to build this knowledge uh, in a way that um, it can become palatable yes. or it can become comprehensible <laughs> by any person from any any discipline. So yeah, this is um, an exciting summit that is coming um, with the great indigenous um, knowledge keepers who are going to gift us with this knowledge. Um, we should just wait and receive it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> and I am very receptive. No, it is very exciting. And also you touch on so many different topics, not just the decolonizing the mind, which is a topic you could go on, or you could go on for a long, long time. But we speaking on healing the feminine and rebirth new perspectives speak more on that yeah me. actually healing the feminine is it's going to be very important aspect that we are going to be dealing with um in this uh, global summit and we are going to have another one which will look at um, masculine yes. and then we'll have 
another one which is going to the final one which is going to talk about harmonizing them when we talk about feminine we, we are not talking about woman or men we are talking about uh, we have the energy we have the feminine and the masculine so we're talking about the balance but if we look at what colonial modernity has done is that it has been patriarchal and not just a patriarchal white patriarchy um, <laughs> dominating and uh, imposing uh, and coercing everybody to, to live in a certain way, to work in a certain way, to think about ourselves in a certain way and shaping what they consider to be um, civilization and, and to try to make us civilized beings. <laughs> so when this was happening, um, there was a lot of harm that has been done to suppress um, the feminine. So um, we can see what this masculine patriarchal is done. We can see what is happening with this toxic masculinity. Um, we can see uh, what has happened with also the uh, suppression of the feminine. Um, so we don't know what it is like to live in a society that is matriarchal. In Africa, we had many societies which were matriarchal yes. societies. Um, so, but they were also we conquered, um, and then we had, we had uh, patriarchy. Uh, and when we went through our our um, liberations and independence, what did the male nationalists do? They came and they kept the the patriarchal system. Um, in place because it benefits them um, and uh, it means it meant that the the feminine is was it was 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 suppressed yes. so what we are saying here is that let's um, allow the the feminine to emerge with all its strength and beauty and creativity and leadership and uh, uh, healing power, with all those powers that come with the with, with the with the feminine, the warrior feminine, uh, let's allow that warrior feminine. Let's look and see how does it do. Is it going to be this like this masculine that is killing everybody, or what kind of what what can emerge from the warrior feminine if we allow it to have space um, to thrive? I have um, never been to an event like that. Before. Yes. <laughs> this is innovation. <laughs> this is definitely groundbreaking. I have yes. never been to this type of an event. And the more you speak on it, the more excited I get. And when I see the lineup of the speakers, I'm asking myself, how in the Lord's name have you been able to source these speakers? Yes, that's the Sawira wood that we were talking about. You don't look for a Sawira. You just find each other. Um, you don't go around saying, I'm looking for a Sawira, I'm looking for a Sawira. No, you just find each other. Uh, how do you find each other? That's a divine um, explanation. Yes. Uh, because you, you meet many people, but some you don't even talk to each other. After that, you, you meet and you never talk to each other, but you meet another one and you develop and you look for each other and the relationship grows. So that's how most of those um, speakers um, came out to be there. Uh, they just came into one space at one time. Um, it was an easy thing for me to curate these uh, speakers uh, because um, they were most of them, my Sawiras, we've met somewhere, but they are bringing a diverse experience to the to the summit and some of them knew each other and some of them just emerged you know um like like allowing 
yes. the flow of things to happen on this on themselves with the rhythm of life. So we have um, great speakers. We have those who are in the corporate. We have in academia. We have healers in communities. We have writers. Um, authors, we have poets, we have novelists, we have uh, um, media, we have different amazing, amazing talent. <laughs> uh, and what I love about this, uh, this summit is that Africa is the dominating we want to amplify the, yeah we want to amplify the voice of the african woman yes. and the african woman from africa who is in the region who is on the ground we want to also amplify the voice of the african woman in the diaspora we want to um, amplify the voice of um, all our sawilas who can be white who can be um, asian who can be uh, different ethnic groups uh, we are coming together but the the agenda and the, the 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 theme is centered is created by African women. Um, I've been working with Mama Bantu and Ambuya Rutendo from South Africa. We have worked together very well in working on this summit um, and developing it to 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 gift it to the world. It is. We are gifting it to the world. <laughs> it is a gift. It is a gift. These are incredible women that you're mentioning it. And I I, I have to repeat that the, the lineup is 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 phenomenal. And I, I can't I can't wait to see the impact that it would have. I would like to know from you at the end of it all, in the final analysis, what is your hope? What is your hope for having had this summit? What do you want to see happen? Yeah, my hope is that this is the beginning. It's the beginning of something that we are going to continue. We want to um, to connect these women, um, women with impact from different um, um, societies, but with the centering Africa, bringing the voices of African women. Because what is happening is that most of the time, everyone talks on behalf of African yes. women. Even in um, film, yeah. in, in writing, yes. everywhere, the, 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 the story of Africa is, yes. is written and, and spoken by non-Africans yes. oftentimes. Yes, so the, the vision here is that we are going to allow the African women to come and have conversation with global women. Um, African women who are in Africa, who are in the region, who are based there, who are at the source. Yes. And then diaspora women who are also in many different places and then connect with all these global um, global south and global north women and um, have a conversation the vision is that we really want to awaken the spirit of the of the feminine <laughs> but we cannot do it as divided no. um, so that's why Sawirawood is going to be a very important concept because um, if we are going to be successful we are going to have to need our white um, feminist or our white women sisters to come and work with us and also the starting point is that they have to go through the decolonizing of their own minds because we, that's why we started with this theme of decolonizing yes. the mind. If we are going to work together, it is important that all of us go through the process of decolonizing the mind so that there's going to be harmony, there's, we will have the ability to uh, work together with respect and mutual, yeah, and mutual mm. respect yes. without coming, um, not understanding that... Um, these, we are educated black African women, you know. <laughs> so when we come on the table, we are coming with something. Um, we have knowledge. We are not coming tabula rasa. We are coming with, with um, academic knowledge. We are coming with life knowledge. We are coming with the 
um, indigenous knowledge. So when then we have our own innate, innate knowledge from our ancient ancestors. So we are coming with this on the table. So we want the other white women, Asian women, uh, women of color, biracial women, to really understand that when they are coming to, in contact with us, we can create something beautiful if we work together with mutual respect and mutual recognition of each other. So this is what I'm dreaming that this platform is going to bring all these women together and we are going to build something beautiful and we'll start and um, uh, continue to build this, uh, this space uh, and yeah, and build something beautiful together and see how the matriarchy emerges <laughs> and what do we do with the strong feminine. <laughs> we have to raise our collective voices. Exactly. As the yeah, collective voice, feminine. Actually, I've been thinking about it, about we are raising this voice from the north, from the east, from the south, from the west. Let's have this, um, the feminine voice meet and amplify each other from and all the corners of the yes, globe from all the corners of the globe yes and when they, we come from all the corners of the globe then we purify each other and we build um, um, something beautiful uh, so that we can we can um, raise our consciousness uh, and then we can participate in building the new earth. The truth is, I'm telling <laughs> is that uh, we are going through a transformation. We might not be knowing it, maybe we want to see it written that is happening, but it's happening. It's happening, uh, and if we are not going to find each other, we are just going to find ourselves stuck again in, in this um, toxic, patriarchal capitalist society that is very destructive to us. So we want the women to reclaim the space. That's why it's also it about birthing, rebirth, yeah, new, birthing perspectives. new perspectives. Let's allow them to come out and let's contribute, uh, find our ways to contribute in this society. We are not going to be, be able to do it if we don't come together and unite as women yes. um, and uh, build together. That's the only way. We can see that uh, their, their patriarchy has been very good. Even now, the patriarchy are very good. It's they, effective. It's very, <laughs> they can unite on a racial, they can, and then they can cross boundaries. They unite as men and, and support each other. So we want to create this, but we want to, to have a space that is going to allow us to create new knowledge as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's why we want, bathing is a very important concept. Um, that is a, uh, a metaphor from uh, the gift that women have, uh, some women have. Um, we all birth in different ways. Uh, some birth babies, some birth um, talent, some birth um, different kinds of things. So we want um, a, a birthing process to come um, from this summit. After that, we hope that uh, we will be ignited. Yes, to, I, to create, I, I yeah, feel already. Lawyer. Yes, <laughs> like we have ignited a spark already. Yeah, we want and to spark it. Um, I think the whole thing is is going to be amazing. We want to spark. We want people to register. So, and this is free. We are gifting <laughs> them for free. They can just thank us with whatever gifts they give us. But yes, we are going to yes. gift it to them. Yes. Yes, it says they say it only takes a spark to mm. get a fire going. Exactly. And and when we spoke earlier on, I was like, I can already see the extent of this. It's going to be like a wildfire because there's so much that is being given and shared and and received and it's 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 bound to benefit whoever is invited it's not just women that yes. we are inviting to no, this we, summit we, actually um anyone who wants to to benefit but who can come but we are going to be focusing on the feminine um from the women's perspective but 
everyone learns you know everyone learns from yes. what when 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 you attend events like this everyone is going to be able to learn and we can promise we're going to have the second one which is coming about the mask light so everyone everybody will, will be catered mm. for okay, be catered and, and then you're gonna have another then one which will be on harmony yeah the final one is what how we, which is about how do we create wholeness that one we're going to have both men and women and talk talk about um, what is the way forward? <laughs> what is the way forward? How do we emerge here and how do we um, recreate this new earth mm. and a, a new mm. way of life? Mm. Mm. Yes. And um, aren't you curious? Oh, I am curious, but I'm wondering if you are curious as to why now? Why is this idea coming to fruition now? It's a difficult question. Yeah, it's a difficult question. But um, you know what happens with the cycles of life? Um, they unfold when the time is right and when the time is ripe. Uh, I've been working on this at Sawira um, three years now. This organization, when I started it and doing different kinds of activities, um, and now I can see that everything has been leading to this moment. Um, and I think it is important that it is coming now. If you look at what is happening in the world, our neighbor is um, having a war. Um, we have the war that is happening here in Europe. Um, so we can see um, clearly um, the what display of the, the display of, of masculinity. masculinity. Yeah, we can see this strong men masculinity. We can see this uh, a new men masculinity with the other um, young president. So we have these two presidents who are showing us um, publicly what masculinity can be like. So, and we can see destruction that is happening. We see how the other one is responding to the destruction. We see how the other one is also responding um, to why they are doing it. And we can see that failure of negotiating and communicating, which women have. Women, we have a gift of negotiation. Um, African women, we say that, um, we actually, it's known that um, for an African woman, um, we, you are the main source of negotiation in a family. Uh, you are the one who, even when your uh, brother or your father or your husband is going, the woman has already done their work. Yes. Uh, so we have the, the gift of, uh, of negotiation. Mm -hmm. So, But you can see that now where we have got there's no um, the str strong feminine that comes with the power of negotiation. We can see that maybe this could have been avoided. So I think it is the time um, we planned our summit a long time ago. We didn't know that there's going to be a war, <laughs> but no. uh, we did not know that. But uh, I think it is coming, the summit is coming at the right moment. Um, and I think that's why it is the right time because we are also emerging from COVID. Um, we can see that um, all the lie of individualism that you are, everything is about your own business. It's not mm, true. As if we are islands. Yeah, that yeah. you are an island. Yeah, it's all about yourself, your own, it's your business. I mean, it's individualism. It's, it has been proven by COVID that it's not true. The war is showing us it's not true. Um, and they say that is going, the, the hunger is going to come from all this. Um, so we see that we are learning that, no, it's, this is the greatest lie is that you are an individual and everything is about you. It, about your you and your interests. Mm -hmm. So you cannot just focus on your, yourself, um, your career or your ambition and your interest and your children. You are connected to a global 
community mm. and we impact on each other so i think this is why this um, summit is very important because we are going to talk about these issues we have amazing papers which will be talking about these issues yes yes and this is our very own gogo dr faith mkwesha speaking to us about the upcoming sawira global summit it's really coming it's happening on the 20 let's see, let's see the 24th and the 25th of may yeah, yes so it's this month and it's an online offering so everybody's invited everybody's invited they just have to register because you cannot get the zoom link to access it if you have not registered mm. so registering is very important uh, we want also people from africa to register this is a good opportunity to interact with everybody um in the in the global south and global north to meet um and learn from each each other so and this is free we are offering it's them as a free. gift for free so we want everybody to to register uh, so that they can get the zoom link and to look for comfortable places uh, or come together with the we are communities uh, and then you sit together and they can bring uh, their own sawiras yes, to come and be part yeah, of Yeah, they can create like mm -hmm. you can have a group group of people you sit together yes. and you participate in the summit as a group instead of maybe alone so uh, we really hope that uh, people will be able to create their own different communities yes. uh, in all the different places and um, and follow um, yes. the, the, the summit because it's going to be a webinar um, so they'll be able to follow it wherever they are as long as they have <laughs> Uh, access to internet they can even follow it on their phone mm -hmm. that's how good it is now accessible <laughs> because usually we have struggled to have access to some of this knowledge because we didn't have uh, access but on what that's one advantage of technology it's opening uh, for us access and it makes the, uh, the interconnected easy yes and uh, the global is become a very small space because we can all be there so we have speakers who are going to speak from usa um, we have speakers who are going to speak from um, Africa, we have speakers who are going to speak from Sweden, we have speakers who are going to speak from different places, uh, the Nordic and um, with some from many different parts of the world. So we are going to meet on this um, on this on this day, these two days, and interact with each other. We have also cultural activities that we have organized. Uh, there's also health and wellness um, <laughs> periods there. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's everything going to be beautiful. is included. Yes, yes. yes everything <laughs> is included. That's wonderful. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. And so, where to find this registration link on social media platforms? We have our social media. We have Sawira Africa International. If you go there it will come even if you just google um on facebook on twitter on instagram we also have our website um and also we ask people to share uh, we are going to be producing one um, our last poster this week um we also ask people to share with all the speakers on one poster we have been already been sharing follow our facebook we are sharing a lot of material on our facebook and our, on the event page as well yes yes we do encourage everybody to please go and see what you can find and find a registration link so that you can be part of this beautiful i think it's auspicious event 
moment. It means it, it sort of makes me feel like something great is going to follow after this. We are giving birth. <laughs> we are giving birth to, to something new. <laughs> yes, we are. And so Sawira, Sawira has been in partnership. He's not doing this alone again because you don't do things as an individual. We do things as a community. Is, so you have your partners. You've been partnered with um, the Center for Research on Ethnic Relations and Nationalism, Seren, the Swedish School of Social Science and the University of Helsinki. Yes. So these all have come together to help you Yes, we are partnering this. on this. Um, this is the other good thing about Sawiras. You, if you create these Sawiras and you allow yourself to connect with them and recognize those you are supposed to work with, um, I've um, partners that I'm working with in, at, um, at these different places. We also have Mona Heli. Money. Yes, it's, it's also our partner. It has been it's helping us a lot with the technology. Um, and we have a, the lovely Yuri who worked with Wongai to come up with the, the, all these posters that she has been coming up with. She, she, we have benefited from Yuri, from Moneheli. So, um, yeah, we have a community. And as we continue, we are building different other partners yes. that we'll be working with. This is a massive job. You can't do it alone. <laughs> you have to have partners to work with. To, to be able to do this. It's imperative and it's and, wonderful. And um, I'm very grateful to Professor Suvi Keskinen, yes. our director at uh, the Center of Ethnic Relations and Nationalism, who has helped a lot to coordinate the link for the registration and do other activities to help us to, um, to come up with the summit. So, yeah, she's by Sawira as well. I think we're already showing the spirit, (laughs) the spirit spirit of of Sawirahood. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That is our very own Dr. Faith Mkwesha. We're so grateful. I am so grateful and I'm delighted to be a part of this event. And I can't wait to be um, amongst those women and men and young people, whoever is going to be joining us that day. Because I think the energy will be just like off the hook. Thank mm. you so much for joining us on our Sawira Africa International Podcast, which we like to call SciPod. So please go ahead, find the registration link, go to our website, go to the social media platforms and find Sawira Africa International, where you can find out all the information pertaining to this upcoming global summit. My name is Amgelo Mbegeni Kapanen, and it's been a pleasure being with you. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings.